0: Chapter two of the Bobbsey Twins in the Country by Laura Lee Hope This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Leanne Howlett. Chapter two. The Start With so much to think about, the few weeks that were left between vacation and the country passed quickly for the Bobbseys. As told in any first book, the Bobbsey Twins, this little family had a splendid home in lakeport where mr bobbsey was a lumber merchant the mother and father were both young themselves and always took part in their children's joys and sorrows for there were sorrows sometimes think of poor little freddie getting shut up all alone in a big store with only a little black kitten snoop to keep him from being scared to death that was told of in the first book for freddie went shopping one day with his mamma and wandered off a little bit. Presently he found himself in the basement of the store. There he had so much trouble in getting out, he fell asleep in the meantime. Then when he awoke, and it was all dark, and the great big janitor came to rescue him, oh, Freddy thought the man might even be a giant when he first heard the janitor's voice in the dark store. Freddy often got in trouble, but like most good little boys, he was always saved just at the right time, for they say good children have real angels watching over them. Nan, Bert, and Flossie all had plenty of exciting experiences, too, as told in the Bobsy twins, for among other neighbors there was Danny Rugg, a boy who always tried to make trouble for Bert, and sometimes almost succeeded in getting Bert into hot water, as Dinah expressed it. Of course Nan had her friends, as all big girls have, but Bert, her twin brother, was her dearest chum, just as Freddie was Flossie's. When we get to the country we will plant trees, go fishing, and pick blackberries, Nan said one day. Yes, and I'm going with Harry out exploring, Bert announced. I'm just going to plant things, prim little Flossie lisped. "'I just love melons and ice cream and—' "'Ice cream? Can you really plant ice cream?' Freddy asked innocently, which made the others all laugh at Flossie's funny plans. "'I'm going to have chickens,' Freddy told them. "'I'm going to have one of those queer chicken coops that you shut up tight and when you open it, it's just full of little kippies.' "'Oh, an incubator, you mean,' Nan explained. That's a machine for raising chickens without any mother, but mine are going to have a mother. Freddie corrected, thinking how sad little chickens would be without a kind mamma like his own. But how can they have a mother where there isn't any for them? Flossie asked with a girl's queer way of reasoning. I'll get them one, Freddie protested. I'll let Snoop be their mamma, a cat the idea. "'Why, he'd eat em all up,' Flossie argued. "'Not if I whipped him once for doing it,' the brother insisted. Then Nan and Bert began to tease him for whipping the kitten after the chickens had been all eaten up. So the merry days went on until at last vacation came. "'Just one more night,' Nan told Flossie and Freddie when she prepared them for bed, to help her very busy mother. Bert assisted his father with the packing up, for the taking of a whole family to the country meant lots of clothes, besides some books and just a few toys. Then there was Bert's toolbox; he knew he would need that at Meadowbrook. The morning came at last—a beautiful, bright day, a rare one for traveling. For a fine shower the evening before had washed and cooled things off splendidly. Now come, children. Mr. Bobbsey told the excited youngsters. "'Keep track of your things. Sam will be ready in a few minutes, and then we must be off.' Promptly Sam pulled up to the door with the family carriage, and all hurried to get in. "'Oh, Snoop, Snoop!' cried Freddy. "'He's in the library in the box. Dinah, get him, quick, get him!' And Dinah ran back after the little kitten. "'Here you is, Freddy!' she gasped, out of breath from hurrying. You don't go and forget poor Snoopy and she climbed in beside Sam. Then they started. Oh my lan a Massy, yelled Dinah, presently in distress. Sam Johnson, you just turned that horse around quick and she jerked at the reins herself. You hear, Sam? Quick, I tells you, get back to the house. I've forgotten to bring to bring my lunch basket. Oh, never mind dinah mrs bobbsey interrupted we will have lunch on the train but i couldn't leave that nice lunch i got ready for the chillin' in between missus the colored woman urged i'll get it quick as a wink now sam you rush in there quick and fetch that red and white basket that smells like chicken so the good-natured maid had her way much to the delight of bert and freddie who liked nothing so well as one of dinah's homemade lunches the railroad station was reached without mishap, and while Mr. Bobbsey attended to getting the baskets checked at the little window in the big round office, the children sat about exploring. Freddy hung back a little when a locomotive steamed up. He clung to his mother's skirt, yet wanted to see how the machine worked. "'That's the fireman,' Bert told him, pointing to the man in the cab of the engine. "'Fireman,' Freddy repeated. "'Not like our firemen. I wouldn't be that kind. He had always wanted to be a fireman who helps put out fires. Oh, this is another kind,' his father explained, just then coming up in readiness for the start. "'I guess Snoop's afraid,' Freddy whispered to his mother while he peeped into the little box where Snoop was peacefully purring. Glad of the excuse to get a little further away, Freddy ran back to where Dinah sat on a long, shiny bench.' Say, child, she began, you hear that music over there? Well, a big fat lady just jumped up and down on that machine and it starts up and plays Swanee River. That's a weighing machine, Nan said with a laugh. You just put a penny in it and it tells you how much you weigh besides playing a tune. Lana Massey does it? Wonder has I time to try it? Yes, come on, called Bert father said we have plenty of time. And at the word, Dinah sat out to get weighed. She looked a little scared, as if it might go off first, but when she heard the soft strain of an old melody coming out, she almost wanted to dance. "'Now ain't that fine?' she exclaimed. "'Wouldn't that be splendid in the kitchen to weigh the flour, Freddy?' But even the interesting sights in the railroad station had to be given up now for the porter swung open a big gate and called, All aboard for Meadowbrook! And the Bobsies hurried off. End of chapter 2